Mike Calthus Show. It's 102.5 The Bone. In a couple of minutes, we're going to talk to Colin Jost of Saturday Night Live. He's got a book out, a memoir called The Very Punchable Face. We'll talk to him about that, and uh, that is something I think I'd like to read. Galvin, I would think you would think the same thing. Yeah, I think he's probably a very good writer, you know, well. and he's a funny guy, so I think it would work out. Uh, this story, we did not do a news today, uh, but I wanted to try and get to today is about the Falwell. Uh, have you heard about this, the preacher of the Falwells? Yeah, like everybody oh, yeah, was freaking maybe. out about this. I didn't see what the big deal was. Uh, well, uh, Jerry Falwell Jr., who is the head of Liberty University and the uh, big Trump supporter and you know the uh, son of, of Jerry Falwell, he, uh, is, he has a business partner who says that he has been having uh, uh, thruples with them, right? What's a thruple? Is that a, th- that's a th- threesome? Is that's, three a, of them. that's a couple that's right. three people. So it could be, you know, a man and two women, two men and one woman, you know, three yeah. women, three men. So he's been having thruples. Uh, yeah. He's, uh, he says that um, he want, he has him bang his wife while he watches. Sounds like somebody I know. Uh, and uh, and he has put that information out there, and he gave some interviews, and now Falwell took an indefinite leave of absence uh, from the Liberty University and stepped down as the head of the church yesterday. And uh, he remember remember we were talking about him recently when they had the picture where they dressed like as white trash, where he had his pants open, and she had her. Her shirt tucked up and her belly hanging out, and oh, people were giving yeah. them crap about that. We yeah. talked about that. And we were like, oh, it was no big deal. They were trying to dress up. You know? uh, Colin is on the hotline. Oh, but that is that is good stuff, man. Uh, I love to watch a church crumble. All right, let's uh, let's welcome Colin Jost back to the show. Colin, how are you, buddy? I love I love coming in on I love to watch a church crumble. <laughs> uh what what did you my slogan now. Did you go to a, a Catholic church when you were on Staten Island? <clears throat> oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I went to uh um Our Lady of Good Counsel on Victory Boulevard. Oh uh, wow. There's a large a very large sign, uh, all caps, that says abortion is murder facing the street. And then below that, it said, we've also added a Spanish mass at 1 p.m. I went to... It really gets your attention. Yeah, yeah. I went to Our Lady Queen of Peace in uh, Newdorp. And the uh, most, the best thing about that church that I can remember is Rodney Dangerfield filmed Easy Money there. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I love that even a church really wants that Hollywood hook. <laughs> like, we had Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, you, me, you, and Pete Davidson and the Impractical Jokers all grew up in Staten Island, all lead much uh, different lives. But you and Pete, I mean, you and Pete are on the same track but couldn't be more opposite guys. Yeah, it's, we were, we're constantly shocked that we both are at SNL. It's really... Uh, <laughs> First of all, I'm sure Lauren is not happy that two Staten Island guys snuck onto the show. I'm sure when he started in the 70s, he didn't want that to happen. But we're also, yeah, we came from totally different paths and got there, and it's cool. It's like, uh, I don't know, it's, it's very weird. It is It is very weird, and uh, I, I got to tell you, no one, no one had ever even heard of Staten Island 
when I le- like when I moved to Florida and you tell people you're from Staten Island, they go, oh, Long Island. You go, no, there's another one, Staten Island, and nobody's ever. So now to think that uh, that you know you're you guys are, are bringing love to it. Uh, Colin has a book out called A Very Punchable Face, which sadly, as handsome as you are, is true. Yeah, no, I've, I've come to. Um, this is me coming to terms with that. You know, mm-hmm. I need to write a whole book about it just to come to terms with it. And did Larry David say that to you? <laughs> he, he actually did. <laughs> he, he wrote it to me and also said it to me. Well, he said it to me first and then wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is absolutely uh, flattering and uh, awesome at the same time. Uh, the book is. Yeah, what mem- was it? It was like it for, He was like, I used to just. I used to want to. I always wanted to punch his face before I read the book, and now I just want to kick him in the balls. So. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that's the quote about the book. Uh, now, it's just it's just stories. As it's a memoir, but is it just about about your uh, career, your life? What what are we getting? It's everything. It's uh, there's a bunch of stuff behind the scenes at SNL. You know, there's there's because I, I start I was there for a long time as a writer, so it's that whole like inside the writers room at SNL and the process of the show. And then also like the world of stand-up comedy because I I did that for you know now I've been doing that for 16 years and then it was all like it's all about like the process of how we got you know we got Weekend Update and how me and Shay started working together and like all the whole weird journey of of the Weekend Update process yeah. and then it's also just stories from my life like um when uh, like um, Jimmy Buffett um saved my life one time in the ocean <laughs> it's a whole story about that uh and uh getting physically injured a lot of different places like at the Google headquarters during a virtual reality display and um which is maybe the nerdiest injury um you could possibly have uh i think well, Tampa i don't know, I'm trying Tampa must factor in cuz i've spent a lot of time uh, been down there for stand-up a bunch. Had a bunch of weird, like, Ebor City. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Colin, you know. I think I actually oh. knew that you were going to be on Weekend Update before it was announced because you were down here with Steve Byrne. And I think you yeah, found yeah. out around that time because Steve was like, he's really funny, he's going to be on Weekend Update, it's going to be great, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it was uh, it's funny when you find out like you're going to do it. You sort of don't even believe it until it's happening. You're like, until I'm on camera, I don't know if it's going to be real. Yeah. Um, but I remember we yeah we were down there. We were like, you know, it, Tampa's fun. I mean, it's uh, um, it's it, like those like the clubs in Tampa are great. The crowds are great, and you know, people are just going for it. It's good. I, I have to tell you, and uh, when you get Weekend Update, you're excited about it, but uh, the pressure has got to be ridiculous. I mean, there's only a handful of people that have done it. Some people have really effed it up uh, badly in the past, and now you're going in at a time where it's hot. So, uh, But the two of you together, uh, you and Michael Che and, and uh, calling, you know, the, him calling you a racist all the time, and uh, the thing, you know, I mean, you guys, are, that, that relationship between the two of you is awesome, and I, I think he's great. I think the two of you are great together, and, you know, let's be honest, Colin, uh, who's reading goddamn books anymore these days? But this is one of those books that you're like, I'll probably read this because it'll be a fun, easy read. I mean, let, I'm just being honest with our audience. Now, a lot of our audience isn't like, I'm going to use this pandemic time to catch up on the classics, but they would <laughs> read your book. Read your it's a very I, all I wanted to make it was a very readable and very like quick entertaining book and there's no like fat it's just stories I thought were really funny or stories that I thought people would learn a lot about 
read it. People, a lot of people were reading it. Are like, I read it in a day. I read it in two days because it's very like short chapters, easy to go in. Uh, yeah. But you'll learn. I think there's a lot of like good, weird and information packed in there. I, I love that. I mean, I'm, I'm 48 years old. I grew up on SNL. I grew up in Staten Island. I'm, I'm very interested in your life and your career. So, and I think you're very funny. I'm looking forward to checking it out, man. It's great. I appreciate you coming on the show this morning. The book's called A Very Punchable Face. It's available on Amazon and everywhere else. Hopefully you do get back here someday when we're allowed to breathe in each other's presence. Yeah, we'll just do a fun tour of uh, get some fedoras on and visit all the cigar stores in Four City together, you know? I can't wait. Ready when you are, my man. Thank you, Colin. Good to talk to you. All right. Take care. See you, buddy. There you go. The great Colin Joseph. Who is that through, uh, Spanish? That's through Art. Because it was perfectly clear. Fantastic Yeah, that was a good one. Fantastic phone line, and nobody beeped me in at at seven minutes. Yeah, that was nice. Oh, I could have kept going, but I knew any minute somebody's going to be like, (laughs) guys, we have to wrap it up, please. There's Sheboygan, Wisconsin, (laughs) waiting to talk to Colin. I I really wanted to to tell, of course, I wasn't going to interrupt, but I really wanted to tell Colin to thank you for his little part in the Dave Chappelle and Mark Twain. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. He had the funniest goddamn joke in the whole in the whole thing, in my opinion. You can jump in on those things, Spanish. Well, you guys were on a good roll, and I didn't want to be like, "Hey, Colin, by the way, I just want to thank you for telling your joke at the Mark Twain Award." Dave so Trump. I don't. Sometimes when you say something to a guy like that, he goes, "Oh, you know, funny thing about that," and then right. they go into a story. So I yeah. don't mind that at all. Um, or it I, just goes air brakes, and he goes, "Thanks." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we go, "Way to go, Spanish! Who told yeah. you you could talk during a <laughs> Yeah. Jesus. Um, uh, I do like him a lot. I think the last time we had him on his show, the last time we had him on the show, he was coming to like Ruth Eckert Hall or the Capitol Theater or something, and he was sold out. And I actually had to call Steve Byrne and ask him for a favor to call Colin Jost and see if he'll get him on the show. And, of course, Colin said, yeah, no, absolutely. And he came on, and we got to talk to him about a half hour, and he was awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I really do. I know, Galvin, you're not a huge Che fan. But I, I think the two of them together do a great job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a huge not a huge not a huge fan. Of this. Uh, all right. Well, I mean I get they play off each other and stuff. I just I just don't think Michael Chase funny. I, that's just my opinion. Yeah, no, I know I get that. It's it what's funny is is that uh I watched the show and I was like, hey, you know, they they do good together, blah 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 and then I told you I went there for I went to see the show live. And Michael Che did the warm-up where he did stand-up for about 15 minutes, and he was hilarious. Mm. And I was like, well, I never heard that kind of comedy from from this guy before. Well, I thought he was a, a great stand-up. And a line from one of his uh, specials from a u- few years ago started circulating again. Uh, you know how you know Black Lives Matter, and he had a joke in one of his specials about all buildings matter for 9-11. Mm-hmm. So that started circulating. So I went back and watched that special. I think he's very funny. Yeah, well, you're not. I mean... <laughs> there you go. You got Carmen on your side. <laughs> oh, I mean, Between yeah. that and Peyton Manning. <laughs> 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 The greats of comedy. Yeah. I know them all. Yes. Listen, I, Peyton Manning's underrated, and I think mm-hmm. years from now, <laughs> yeah. they're going to look back and go, oh, that Peyton Manning was the Joe Namath of TV commercials in the, right. in the 2000s. Mm. <laughs> all right. Uh, 727-579-1025 or 800-771-1025 are the phone numbers. I went during the break to get some coffee inside, and class has already begun in there. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Geo still on the show? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't have my camera up, so you see. There's Gio. And now, uh, your wife, what time does she leave? Uh, she left about seven, just after 7. And how did she say yesterday went? 
Uh, she said it was it was difficult. There were times where it was tough because you know you're trying to get kids to you know wear masks and wrangle everybody, and there's new rules that they're not used to. And, and how old are the kids that she's teaching? She's teaching third graders. Oh. Oh, Did you see it was circulating around on social media the uh, teacher that made the uh, desk? So they have to have the desk with the uh, with the uh, plexiglass in front of it yep. for all the little kids. So she went ahead and made them all look like they were jeeps. Yeah, all the oh, desks. So that cool. was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But then I saw another one where the uh, the teacher's desk. They just had a shower curtain in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> Get in there. From what she told me, the, the chaos is in the online schooling because uh, parents don't know how to use the laptops. Kids yeah. are trying to log on. Zoom went down. It Zoom went down. I know the that. chaos uh, is right now. Listen, I, I, we've done this before. We did it in the last uh, months of, of you know the school year last year. Right. I watched. My, I got to tell you, my wife really has done everything because I've been here. So, uh, but I went out there and, and she's got my daughter all set up. We've got a little desk for her in the hallway there and she's got a, a, all her equipment and her papers and lamps and stuff. And she's out there with her laptop doing school and it seems to be going pretty good. And then every once in a while they take a break and she'll be walking around like, what are you doing? What about school? And she's like, 15 more minutes. I go, oh, okay. Then I go in the, to check on Joey. I, he's the one I'm going to have to check on all the time. I don't trust him at all. Why? And I walked in there, and I go, hey, how's school going? And he goes, he just mumbled something to me in his teenage voice. I go, hey, how's school? He goes, <laughs> and I look over at his computer, and he's got the new Madden up that came yes. out at midnight last night. And I go, Joe, that's not school. That's Madden. And he goes, yeah, I just told you. It doesn't start for another 30 minutes. And I go, oh, well, stop talking to me in your <laughs> mad teenager voice, <laughs> you little dick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm telling you. Do you uh, now you weren't there, but uh, Lionel, Lionel said it to me. He goes, "Love your kids now, because at a certain point, mm-hmm. when their hormones kick in, it's just like he goes. You heard the term roid rage, like when guys take steroids and they go on a roid rage. Like, yeah, he goes, when they get to a certain age, they start getting those hormones and they turn into a holes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's right. He's absolutely my, right. That year, that age is 14. Yeah. My son now, he's in, he's in a phase where he'll like mumble things under his breath. Mm-hmm. Like to me, I go, what did you say? No, nothing. I go, no, tell me what you said. Mm-hmm. I know you said something. <laughs> oh, tell yeah. me now yeah. what you said. You mm-hmm. as a dad is still weird to me. Drunk, drunk oh, dad, yeah. angry. Yeah. I just imagine Listen. him saying that with one bottle in the hand. <laughs> what did you say? He no, breaks say the it. bottle like he's in the yeah. Warriors. Yeah. What did you say to me? I will hit your my mom tonight if you don't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a, Joey does the walk away eye roll to me. Oof. Yeah, but the the worst part is, and I can tell you guys, but I'll never say that on him. What's my next choice? To put push, him in a headlock? Yeah, to push, push him. him yes, violence yeah. is always the next. Yeah, violence. No, no, I know. But what I'm saying is, in order to get his attention. What do I do? Push him, get mad at him, get, get over you here. Take away all his stuff. Or you get He's... an air horn, and every time he oh, does it, you yeah. just do it in his face. <laughs> I, there's a part of me that fears any physical activity with him, because what do I do when he turns around and, and throws whales a punch at me? I'm not, yeah. Yeah, not going to hit him back. I mean, you've seen him on the ice. Yeah, he... yeah. I don't want to fight him on ice skates, but I think on land I got him so far for another couple of uh, months. My but... parents used my driver's license as leverage yeah, for forever. He, he doesn't have that, and the only thing I could take away from him is his phone, but I think I'll be more miserable if he doesn't have his phone than he will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll need him to have that phone. 
He just wants you know. to hang out with you if you take it away. Oh, I don't mind. Please, if that was the case, I'd take it away all the time. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, uh, I think maybe now that he's really into this new Madden game, because Tom Brady's officially on the Buccaneers, you don't have to draft him and change his uniform every time you play, uh, then maybe I'll be able to threaten him with the PlayStation. Yeah, and he's Well, I have, have to it. say, for the most part, he's a pretty good kid. It's just I need to have something that I go to. He's going to have it down where he's going to have his school up, and then he just hits one button on his keyboard oh, yeah. and changes to Madden, and then yep. he can change it back. Yeah, And he's going to have, like, a thing on the door whenever you come in. It just <laughs> yeah. hits the button automatically. As you open the door, a weight <laughs> drops and pushes a button. I had a conversation with my son that most people will disagree with. I'm going to tell you because I think some people might benefit from it. I believe that the next three years of his life – these freshman, sophomore, and junior years of high school are the most important years of your life. They they will predict what your future is going to be. You'll get into a college based on these next three years. You'll get into a college whether it's paid for or not based on these next three years. Your life changes when you go to college, but you don't get that opportunity unless you bust your ass for these three years. So I've told him, all through like first grade through sixth grade, I was like, I don't care, C's, whatever you got. You're in. You're still playing with blocks, as far as I'm concerned. But those eighth grade through junior year, you have to bust your ass, and then you can f around for the rest of your life. And I, I keep trying to instill that in him. Go ahead, Karen. What are you gonna say? Well, I was gonna say I don't necessarily feel that. Obviously, yes, as a parent, that's what you want for your child. But I. I feel like maybe not the best representation of this, but <laughs> I didn't do great in high school. I was a C average student. I went to college right after high school only to play basketball, flunked out of that. But then when I decided I knew what I exactly wanted to go to college for, I went to a community college, busted my ass, and now I go to UCF and I'm, you know, I get good grades and, and I'm about and to graduate. Carmen, is in, in all seriousness, as proud as I am of you because you found your way and you went to school and you graduated with, you know, you've got a degree already, you're still going, you're in a great position work-wise, that's great. But you also started late, and you had to work from the bottom because you didn't have those. Oh, when, the, Yeah, when if not, you would have went to school on a scholarship and did this and blah, 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 you, it, it's an entirely different world. Right, 100%. But also another thing you got to remember, unless you have a scholarship, you're paying top dollar for the same classes at a university that you can go to a community college and get for half the price. Yeah, but let me tell you something. When I'm hiring, I'm not picking the kid that went to community yeah. college. I'm picking no, the but, person that went to, to but you're uh, not depends on what or, you're hiring Michigan. for. Also, my entire life disagrees with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just the way my life went, you know, maybe I'm an anomaly, you know. that. Uh, but you, you did more of you did what you wanted, Galvin. You left high school when you got bored, and you were a bartender for years, and that's what you wanted, so it was great. But if you if you would have gone to from high school to college and bust your ass for those three years, by the time you were 21, the world is yours. You could take five years off if you wanted to and come back to it because you have your college degree. But that's not necessarily true anymore because, honestly, a bachelor's degree is ba the same thing as a high school. You almost have to have a master's yeah. or something farther, right. which you're not getting that when you're 21. But now you have to get your master's while you're working, and you're going to be in your late 30s by the time you get it, if you get it. Yeah, I just think the, big, I the, think the big problem, if you can get a 
scholarship, you can get school for free. That's fine. But the big problem is, is you're having to pay for school for the rest of your life if you go for yeah, any amount of time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I yeah. think that's absolutely crazy. I'm a big believer in learning by doing. You know, and it depends if you get with the right person who says, "Listen, I don't care what your school says or what degrees you have. This person is going to be good at this, whatever your company is." That's a good way to go. There's not always those people out there. But uh, trust me, uh, Spanish, how many people you do you know that are your age that have degrees that are working in a coffee shop or working in a, you know, wherever, and, Publix? Or, an unfortunate amount. Yeah. I mean, okay, there's well, so many. Let me many, ask you this. How many the, people do we all know that have no college degrees that are busting their ass working uh, manual labor that wish they were doing something else. Sure, but they're they're basically doing the same thing next to a guy with a college degree. And it also, so I think it really just determines on the person and how you use your skill. There's a lot of people that have succeeded in areas and fields that may need a degree, but they got into it at an early start and they were able to work their self into a, into a position where they didn't need a degree. Also, the majority of people don't know what they want to be for the rest oh, of their sure. life, whatever they're 17 or 18. I don't, I don't think that that's necessary. And and by the way, uh, keep in mind, you're also talking to another guy who's in the same boat as you are, who bounced around from different community colleges and then, you know, got successful from from working hard. I get it. I don't believe that, that if you don't go to college, you're never going to amount to anything. But what I'm saying is your life is is tremendously easier with a successful college uh, stay, whether it be for four years or, or six years or eight years or whatever you decide to do. But meanwhile, I, that's not even the controversial point of my conversation with my son. I, I have been telling you my... What I've been preaching to him since he was in grade school is to tr- is to buckle down on these next three years and make them huge, and then enjoy that senior year of having fun and doing what you do. So I've I've instructed him as his parent, and that he I said, Joey, you are home, you are doing your computer school, and you are doing tests in a room where you can cheat as much as you want to cheat. You can have a iPad, a, a phone, a notebook. You can have all that stuff in your room. You can We can install a digital screen behind your computer where I could feed you the answers from out-of-camera view, and <laughs> yeah. we can pass every test with straight A's. And I, you know, and I was like, and that's what you need to realize. This is an opportunity that had I, I mean, the struggles that I had to cheat. <laughs> Anthony Katerina having to carve the multiple choice answers into a pencil <laughs> and then hand me a pencil in the hallway as I went to class. The uh, John Holler lifting up his elbow so that I could look under his arm at his answers. These things don't exist anymore. Now we can use science and the fact that these kids are home to cheat our way into a scholarship yeah, and into right. these great schools Smart. without the parents having to go to jail as a result of it. And I encourage <laughs> that, and I know that is controversial, but you, especially if you are a poor kid and you don't know how you're going to pay for college, cheat your way into that scholarship right now. You will not get this opportunity again. When the pandemic, we have never had a pandemic before. We don't know how to do a lot of things that we're doing. This is a great opportunity for you to exploit that and get yourself into a, uh, a f- fine school for free. Look at all the trouble Rudy had to go through just to get into Notre Dame. He had to go live in that guy's boiler room. Had to go to that stupid school across the street. He had to get girls for Fat D-Bob. And then uh, finally got to go to Notre Dame. You want yeah. all that or you, you just know, want to cheat your way in? You know what he wound up doing after getting a degree from Notre Dame? Went and worked with his father and brothers in that stupid factory. Well, that's his fault. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, let me let me grab some phone lines real quick. Let's go to uh, John. John, good morning. You're on the Mike Caldwell Show. What's up, John? Hey, uh, I actually just graduated from USF 
24 of a bachelor's degree. Uh, I don't know how I feel about the whole education thing. My parents paid for it. I went to community college first. Grades weren't great in high school. Uh, pretty bad student. Didn't even think I was going to graduate. Only reason I got my degree was because I wanted to go into law enforcement. This whole stuff happened. Kind of didn't want to do it. And now I'm in sales. And I'm working with guys making $100,000 a year in sales that aren't even, aren't, they don't even have bachelors. I'm on track to make 50K right out of, right out of college. That degree isn't even needed, but to move up in the company and start moving up, you need a bachelor. So I don't, I don't really know how I feel about the whole thing. Now, now uh, why you know? didn't you end up going into law enforcement? This everything that was happening, like yeah. I was starting my applications. I just it's it's not worth it. Forty k a year to get a to shot at, not appreciated. Exactly, where I'm making that right now. Six months out of college, you know, doing sales. But so you got to, you got to, do I don't know what you're selling, sir, but you got to realize that uh, what's good for you now could be terrible for you in three months. Well, that's, that's kind of why I have the bachelor's degree. And I'm hoping that I can go to something like maybe medical device, something where my college degree, which has nothing to do with sales. If I have a <laughs> degree, it will it will help, you know. Yeah, that's, but every every successful kind of every successful uh, every millionaire that does speeches and uh, you know uh, motivational speakers will tell you if you're going to do something, start with something you know. So they're going to tell you if you're going to sell something, sell something you know, tell something you went to school for, tell something you you know about. So you're you're it's not like you wasted your time. You also got lucky. You fell into a situation. Uh, that you didn't need to be uh, to have your degree for, but I guarantee you, at some point in your life, you'll be like, I, I, I'm glad that I went. To, I'm glad that my knowledge. I mean, you, you also sound like you didn't put much effort into it. You said you were a bad student. You couldn't even believe you graduated. I'm not knocking him. I'm because he was going there just to get his degree so he could do what he wanted to do. But the truth is, you didn't sound to me like you didn't take full advantage of the opportunity that you had. Your parents were paying for you in college, and you half-assed it until you graduate. Or he could be four years into it and ahead of everybody else if he would have just went right. straight to it instead of doing college. Right, and even in law enforcement, you get a bachelor's degree, you're way ahead of the guy who just comes out of high school and goes into the academy. Well, that was the goal. Like I said, I mean, like high school, I didn't take stairs. I was like a 3.0 student in college. I didn't really try too much. I wasn't a stand of school to begin with. But that's, that's why I said I'm undecided on whether or not education is needed because I'm I got kind of lucky with this job. Had a buddy who got me in. I, I, I sold. I did a sales job in in uh, college as well. So I was wanted to move into more of like a corporation where they're selling a product that everyone knows. I'm not going to say what it is on the uh, radio. Yeah, that's right. I don't want to put my career out there. But uh, it, it's not a hard job. So we'll, we'll see. I just wanted to kind of weigh in my two cents and appreciate say I'm undecided. Call. I appreciate yeah, it, man. I, thank you and good luck with your uh, with your sales gig. Thank you, sir. You have a good All right, buddy. Uh, let's go to uh, Mike, who's got a bachelor's degree in biochemistry. Good morning, Mike. Mike, if you tell me you work like at Jeremiah's ice cream shop, I'm a smacker. <laughs> I'm a barista at Starbucks. Yep. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, my story is kind of similar to you guys. Like, I um, I started off out of high school, and I got a job at a, at a hospital, and then I liked the medical field, so I went to HCC and got a um, – an EMT degree and then on to paramedic and I continued working in the hospital. Um, and you know, I was like busting my butt to make, you know, 50 to 60 K a year working, you know, 60, 70 hours a week to get overtime and stuff like that. And finally I was just like, can't do this anymore. Like I got to go back to school. Cause I had seen some of the guys in there that do medical device sales and they all required a bachelor's degree. So, yep. um, 
at like 35 years old with two kids, I told my wife, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I got to get a degree because I've been passed over for numerous jobs that required a bachelor's degree. And I went back, went to USF, went to HCC, did an um, AA degree, and then went transferred to USF and got my bachelor's. And um, now I work for a medical device company, and I'm making the mid-six figures. And only because I got a bachelor's degree was I able to do that. So I went from 60K a year put in the four and a half years it took to get a bachelor's degree and multiplied my income by, you know, tenfold. And, um, and and this and guy and this guy in the call before you is making you know uh, sixty grand out of college or whatever it was and and the sales thing and now he's making close to a hundred thousand dollars a year that's great now but it's in the long run get throw some kids in that mix and a wife and a house and all of a sudden you realize it's not a lot of money. Yeah, right. No, I know. And we have two kids, and um, fortunately, my wife, you know, she was one of the people that made straight A's through college, and I don't think she ever got a B, and she got a good job in the medical field also. So our combined income, we do really well, but it's still expensive with two kids. Um, but, you know, it's just it's those having a bachelor's degree, but had I not had the experience leading into going to get the bachelor's degree, had I just graduated from college with the bachelor's degree, I'd have never got the job. So the yeah. experience of working in the field and the bachelor's degree got me the, you know, the six-figure job, but had I just been a an 18 year old kid that went straight through, got out, I would have never gotten the job because I didn't have the experience, you know, in cardiac surgery. And stuff. Yeah. So well, it's you know, kind of a double edged sword, you know? You, you, but this, here's the thing you can easily get that experience by doing an internship and you could start as young as. Uh, you know, when when you're in high school in some places, you know what I mean? You could have got that experience while you're going to school, as most right. medical doctors do. They start their internship, you know. Hey, I appreciate right. your call, man. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let, let me go to Noah real quick. Noah, you're on the Mike Calder Show. What's up, Noah? Hey, Mike. Um, yeah, I actually, um, I'm a very active listener, first-time caller. Uh, Thank you. I uh, actually I actually work for Glass Doctor, one of your guys' advertisements. And, uh, Great. Great, great, great high school student. I was, uh, I'm actually 22. I, uh, was a varsity, varsity, uh, athlete. <clears throat> Had a couple, a uh, couple college offers. Actually ended up not taking them and getting into the trade. And me getting into the trades has actually provided a, a great, great, uh, income for me. Now I'm 22 buying a house and, Did, not seeing college. I, no, no, I'm with you, college. Noah. Noah, here's the deal. You, you got out of, you, at twenty some two two years old. You learned to trade, and then and you're doing it. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's anything wrong. If you're a, pro, I I didn't want to go to college. I wasn't really that much of a college guy. Galvin left high school because he was bored. If there, if you think that you're a kind of guy that likes to work with your hands and and you or or a machine or something like that, and you think that that's what you want to do and make you happy, then by all means, the world needs trade workers uh, all the time. I'm not just trying to belittle that in any way. If that if that oh, makes no, you happy, and also at your young age of doing that. Uh, who's to say you don't own a, a Glass Doctor franchise in the next five years? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And it's just, just there's, there's. A, I would have loved to go to college. It's just there, there's, there's other options. Uh, absolutely, I would. I would have loved to go to college. I mean, I'm 22 and my back feels like I'm 40. But, <laughs> but yeah, uh, the, the, that's but, the thing you need to realize that there, there are definitely other options. I find that uh, to me, I'm just saying. I think the easy route is to bust your ass, get into college, get your degree, and then you're you're halfway there by the time. You know, you're in your early 20s. You, you've already got something to always fall back on. But the fact that you Absolutely. went and, and learned to trade, I mean, we're always going to need windshields. We're always going to need glass. We're always going to need a guy to come help us out when there's a crack. And I couldn't tell you what to do. So absolutely, you that that is the other answer. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you, and 
Uh, happy. Uh, thank. Thank you for. Uh, thank you for a great show. Yeah, thanks for listening, pal. Appreciate the call. Happy good show, everybody. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, also, don't forget, you can always print out those degrees. Like, yeah. you, make and stuff. you can just print those out. There, yeah. You know, nobody's yeah. really checking. It'll take years before they figure out your yeah, line. And by yeah. that time, you have experience, you know, and they're like, ah, we're not firing. I, I don't have time to go to all of these phone calls, but Mike has a degree, and he says he chose to be a trucker. Also, a great thing. I mean, the key, the real key in everything is, you're you're looking at uh, let's just say on the low end, eighty years, seventy five, eighty years of life. Be happy, and if you and if you are like, you know, I'm a guy who likes the open road, and I want to go out there and be my own boss. And yeah, you got to obviously do what makes you happy. And you you know you really can't tell what's going to happen. If you're a good worker, if you work hard, no matter what job you do, if you do it well and do it to the best of your ability, and you're not one of these people that complain about everything, you may move up and you may go. You know what? I wound up not going to college, and I yeah. started working here, and now I own the company. Yeah. You know, or now I, I started my own company. The guy who had this company helped me out, and I, you know, did a franchise on the other side of the, you know, country or something. Whatever. You never know how that's going to happen. If my son goes to college and graduates and comes out and says, "You know, Dad, I'm just I'm meant for the open road. I want to drive a truck." As long as he's happy, I'm gonna be like, "Drive a truck." Mm-hmm. And at the same time, my wife. Who like that other guy's wife? She's not uh, driving a truck. She might as well drive a truck. She'd make way more money than she does as a social worker. Yeah. I don't know why anybody goes to. It's kind of like being a cop. I don't know why you would do that. Mm. All she does is deal with other people's problems and headaches and uh, other stress and hor- horrific stories of abuse and all these other things, and they get paid as if they are uh, doing somebody a favor. Now it's the, let me it's ask you. I, I don't know a lot about it. Can she pass? Like, if there's a situation, can she just go pass and then go I, to the next one? I, well, I think probably not in her situation now because she I works would. at a girl's school. But I think that if she was a doctor and she was seeing patients, she could say, I, I'm going to recommend you go to somebody else. Yeah, like, I don't feel like I could help you. With- I just yeah. say pass. I don't want to no. hear, hear any more about it. Or Galvin, nope. Yeah, nope. <laughs> <laughs> My dad molested me. Nope. Oh, no. Nope. Oh. No, I want to hear it. Uh, all right, I know we have to take a break. Yes. Before we do that, though, I want to remind everybody we're just about 18 minutes, 17 minutes away for another opportunity for you to win $1,000. If you are listening to the show for the first time, you're an idiot. But if you're listening to the show and you don't know about it, we're doing a contest right now, five times a day, an opportunity to win $1,000. And it is simple. At 10 o'clock, it'll be your next opportunity. You'll hear a sweeper that's going to give you a word. And it's been stupid words, easy things. I don't know. I don't want to say it because I don't know if I'm going to jump ahead and say the next word. No, don't. But they've been easy words. And then you text that word to 70123. That's it. It's all you got to do. And then within uh, 20 minutes, we find out who won $1,000. We're doing it five times a day for the foreseeable future. And uh, I want to see our listeners win. So pay attention. The next one coming up at 10 a.m. right after we wrap up the show. We'll take a quick break. It's a Mike Calta show. This is Tax Day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.